0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life.
1: Today on More to Life, Shaken Faith. Are you struggling in your relationship with God or the Church? We want to help you find the answers you're looking for. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve
2: it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant.
1: Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior.
2: Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology-of-the-body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah,
1: that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The
3: life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to Life.
1: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak
2: I'm Lisa Popchak
1: and today on more to life the show is titled shaken faith you know as people of faith we I think have the idea that we should never have any doubts any spiritual anxieties uh, frustrations that being faithful should somehow help us be confident in God Uh, in our spiritual walk, uh, in all the stuff that we have to go through all the time. But that's just not the fact. Uh, That's just not the way it works. Uh, Often we do struggle in our relationship with God or the church or our faith in general. And if you're struggling to feel God's presence or experience his love, uh, forgiveness, or mercy, if you feel like God is, isn't answering your prayers or you're just not sure what he's saying, if you're trying to figure out what he wants you to do about a particular challenge and you're worried that you're getting it wrong or your relationship with the church is suffering for some reason, perhaps because a pastor or somebody in your parish said or did something hurtful or you're struggling with things going on in the church or having a difficult time applying the church's teachings to your life. Look, the reality is there are millions of possible challenges to living out our faith um and faith struggles aren't a sign of weak faith they're a sign that god's inviting us into a deeper faith but if you feel like your faith has taken a hit or you're struggling with doubts or anger or resentment or anxiety toward god or the church these days let us help you get back on your spiritual feet give us a call at 877-573-7825 again that's 877 Five seven three, seven
2: eight two five. Well, I'm, I think it's so important to emphasize that having struggles in your faith does not show weakness. Does not show that God's not showing up for you. We all go. Or that you're a bad Catholic. In some exactly. Way, you know. We all go through it. It's it's part of growth and development in our lives. It's part of being human and and dealing with all that carnational stuff that we have to go through, like pain and suffering. But even our lady who was conceived without sin when she was told that she was going to be the mother of God said how can that be I do not know man there was nothing sinful in the fact that she questioned how something God wanted to do in her life could even possibly happen because it was outside the realm of physical possibility now because she was sinless she was able to then just say, let it be done unto me according to thy word. The rest of us who grappled with sin probably would have completely freaked out and said, well, what about this and what about that? And how?" Can God? And God would have had to work a lot harder with us to, to ever get us to a place where we could accept something that monumental in our lives, not that any of us are, are worthy of that honor. But then we have Peter, you know, Peter who became our first pope, and, and he was several times. I'm so grateful for Peter and all the all the mishaps and all the doubts that he had because it lets us know that we can make it to heaven and sainthood too. Because whether it was walking on water and then suddenly realizing I shouldn't be able to do this and he starts to sink, right? And he needs Jesus to come and lift him up out of that water. All the way to his denying Christ three times because of the fear that he was in. And yet Christ redeemed him and redeemed that relationship and built the foundation of our church on him. All of that shows us that when we struggle, when we're scared, when we're angry, when we're experiencing doubt in any way, in, in God, in the church, in who we are in that relationship, in his love for us, it's something that even the greatest of saints have gone through and yet come out the other side because they held on to God. They walked that path of questioning and trying to figure it out and begging him for help in those situations. They also surrounded themselves with people who could lift them up, just like Mary went to Elizabeth. We need people to help us in our spiritual walk to get some questions answered, to get extra prayer support when we feel too weak to to pray and we are unsure of ourselves and that's why we're here for you today on more to life so give us a call today at 877-573-7825 that's 877-573-7825
1: of course maybe you're not the one with the spiritual struggle Uh, maybe it's your kid Who is pushing back on the faith and you're not sure how to respond to that. And when I say kid, I don't just mean little kid or teenager. I mean adult kid. Uh, Maybe it's your spouse who's going through a difficult time with their faith or, or someone else you care about. Whether you or someone in your life is struggling in their faith, we want to help you stand on your spiritual feet and be confident in God's grace, give us a call, the number eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. and tell us, are you struggling to feel God's presence or experience his love, forgiveness, or mercy? Do you wonder why he's not answering your prayers? And, and of course he is, but sometimes we feel like he's not.
2: Right. We don't uh, have the evidence yeah. to, to be able to support what we want to believe in that case.
1: Maybe you're trying to figure out what God wants you to do about a particular challenge in your life or relationships, And but you're just constantly worried about getting it wrong. Uh, you know. Maybe your relationship with the church is suffering for some reason uh, because of something uh, uh, somebody in your parish did or something that the pastor said or did. Uh, maybe you're having a hard time applying the church's teachings in your life. Uh, look, we could go on all day listing possible challenges to your faith, uh, but the, the bottom line is faith struggles aren't a sign of weak faith. They're a sign that God is inviting us to a deeper faith, to a broader faith, to a faith that's big enough to handle all the challenges that life can throw at us. And if you are but if you're feeling like you're taking a hit spiritually speaking or someone you care about is and you're not sure how to be there for them, let's talk about it and find some ways to get back up on our spiritual feet. 8775737825 again that's 877573 Seven eight two five.
2: But again, one of the things that God really wants for us is to walk with a companion along the way. And they can be very hard to find, especially companions with, with answers that might help shed, shine some light on things and give you the prayer support that you need. And that's why we are here today. Just as Elizabeth was there for Mary and vice versa, as God sent the disciples out two by two, He knows we need support, and we're here for you today on More to Life, 877-573-7825, that's 877-573-7825. Every day
1: on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body, and for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections on creation, salvation history, the Gospels, that revealed God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships.
2: The theology of the body reminds us that faith and life aren't meant to be separate things. We often try to compartmentalize them, right? I'll do all this, and then I'll go to Mass on Sundays, and they're two different worlds. But being a disciple of Christ means giving every part of our lives to Christ, including our work, our relationship, and even our bodies so that God can teach every part of us to love others as he would have us love them. The fact is living out our faith can sometimes make things seem more difficult because bringing our lives in relationship in line with God's will can be hard work.
1: Doing that work often leads to either internal or external conflict. You know, it can be frustrating when we have a hard time making our faith and life fit together or when we feel like we can't experience God's presence or figure out his will or when other people reject our faith or treat us poorly because of our beliefs. But, you know, in the light of all that, we can experience all sorts of doubts and struggles. But doubts and struggles, as I've said, are not a sign of weak faith. They're into deeper faith. And as long as we keep bringing our doubts and struggles and confusions and hurts to God, Instead of letting, us, letting, excuse me, instead of letting them lead us away from God, the more that God can use those things to draw us into closer union with his love and with his will. So let's talk it out. If you or someone you care about is struggling in their faith life, in their relationship with God or the church, let's talk it out. Find some answers. 877-573-7825. We'll take our concerns to the Lord start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father the, the Son,
2: and the Holy and the Spirit. Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all the challenges that we have in our relationship with you and your church. Help us, first of all, to not be afraid of those challenges or to not be discouraged by those challenges, but rather to see those faith struggles as an invitation from you to a deeper faith, to a broader faith, to a faith that's big enough to contain and respond to all the problems and challenges and difficulties we all face every day help us to have the grace and the wisdom to work through those challenges and when we feel like we are getting stuck reach out and take our hand and lead us step by step through those struggles so that in the face of all those doubts and fears and confusions we can draw closer to you and in deeper relationship with your church, we ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of and the Father, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
2: Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Pope Saint John Paul the Great.
2: Pray for
1: us today. Our show is titled "Shaken Faith" as we talk about struggles we all have in our relationship with God or the Church or you know someone we care about is struggling. How do you support them? Let's talk it out. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three. 7825.
2: We're talking now with June, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Louisiana. Hi, June. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
4: Hi. Um, I need some advice for two of our married couple friends who are struggling. Um, okay. One of What's the on? situations is where the wife wants to leave the marriage and young children, and... um. It seems to me that it's postpartum depression and mm. she wants to um, maybe look into an old boyfriend. she's just really she has a broken background and um, they both actually have broken backgrounds, but the husband is strong in his Catholic faith and has, comes from a, um, a not a broken family and he's want, he's like blindsided by this. What is his role in the way she behaves? It's a, it's a t- touch-and-go ba- touch thing on every day, what she wants to do, whether she's leaving, she's not leaving, she's not talking to him, she's yeah.
1: going
4: on well, a trip.
2: two quick questions. First of all, when did she deliver the baby? How long ago? Because you're thinking it's par- um, partially postpartum. She
4: has three young children. The last two are twins, and they are under a year
2: years. That's a lot. She's going through a lot. And was she this chaotic before she had children? I know she
4: struggled with depression, but um, it's like she's a different person. Like everyone is, t- mm. don't they don't know who they're speaking to.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: Well, I, before you even told me about the postpartum depression theory, I was going to say that this sounds like uh, a depression that's being externalized. What I mean by that is you know, when we not when when we're when we struggle with it to be insightful, we have a tendency to say, "I'll feel better if I can just change everything around me." Um, and you know, that's obviously not the answer because wherever we go, there we are. You know, and we have a tendency to bring all the stuff with us. Um, but it's a powerful uh, illusion to think that if I could just change my whole environment, then everything would be fine. Um, and so, the, the thing that y- There are two things I'm going to suggest to you to tell your friend. Uh, Number one, he should not take his cue from her he should decide w- what he wants to have happen and live that way, right? So if he wants, you know, I, I, you know, I hope, let's so say he wants to keep the marriage and family together, he should continue to act as if the marriage and family is going to stay together and invite her to participate in family rituals and invite her to be part of what, all the If she says no to those things, that's fine. He, you know, she can make her own choices, but she, he shouldn't give up. Because in the situation like this, what often happens is the spouse who's flailing, you know, your, 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 your friend's wife, um, just really wants the other person to give up you know they don't want to be the bad person that, that that filed for divorce they want to be the person who can say well we gave it our best but then he finally gave up on me so he shouldn't give up on her that's number one you know be faithful even if she's saying she doesn't want to be there continue to, 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 to work toward the good of the marriage and to work to the, the family life and and creating a stable environment for the kids uh, and invite her to participate in that secondly he needs to be seeking professional help for the marriage um you know even if he's the only one going because there are so many things that he could do that would push her away um and he wants to you know he wants to avoid those things but that's too big a question to answer in the time that we have and with as little information as we've got but when you're in a situation like that you need an objective outside professional observer to be able to give you good feedback and specifically you want somebody who's actually trained in what's called marriage friendly therapy um, and that is a person who is trained in something called systems theory which means that that they are trained in helping you make changes in a relationship even if you're the only one working on it uh, and the fr- marriage friendly part means that they're that they're open that they want to help make marriages work and that they have the training and supervision uh, in marriage work that that enables them to do that there are lots of counselors who quote-unquote will see couples or quote unquote do marriage counseling but they don't actually have any training or supervision in it. And those folks have around a 30% success rate, while those who have the training and supervision uh, have over 90% success rate. So it makes a big difference. Um, all of our pastoral counselors have that training. If uh, you'd like to put them in touch with CatholicCounselors.com, uh, that's a great resource. Um, MarriageFriendlyTherapists.com is a national referral network for mar- uh, marriage friendly therapists. That's another resource. But you don't want him to do this on his own, right? He needs professional support to walk through this uh, professional trained support to work through this right so those two things don't let her dictate the terms of the relationship you, you know don't don't try to base he shouldn't try to base his behavior on what she's doing cuz she's going to be crazy for a while she's struggling with depression she's just flailing to feel better and she doesn't have the insight to realize that she can make changes in her own thinking in her own behavior that will help her feel better she thinks that she has to change her environment and if he just takes his cue from that then then it's just going to get crazier and crazier and crazier he needs to be stable he needs to work for the marriage and family life that he wants to work for and just continue to invite her to be part of that as much as she can if she refuses he needs to try not to be discouraged but most importantly he needs to be getting professional guidance through all of this June, um, I'd also encourage you to check out a, co- a copy of our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. It is written for couples, but it also is written, and make, I make a note of saying so in there, it's written for spouses where the um, their spouse is not willing to work on the relationship and starts walking you through what you can do to begin making changes, even if you're the only one. So that's How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love as a, a final suggestion that I'll offer to you, and you can learn more about that, as well as our pastoral telecounseling service at catholiccounselors.com if you'd like to work with a faithful professional Catholic counselor or if he'd like to work with a faithful faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform his relationship in God's grace. Learn more at catholiccounselors.com about the service and about how to heal your marriage and nurture lasting love. June, thanks for being such a good friend and wanting to be there for this gentleman. Please let him know that we've added his family to our More to Life prayer list and if there's more we can do to support you or him please don't hesitate to reach out at catholiccounselors.com with that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to talk with you about faith struggles today on our show titled Shaken Faith. If you or someone you care about is struggling in their relationship with God or the church for whatever reason, we want to help you get back on your spiritual feet, get the answers you're looking for, and feel the joy of God's grace and presence in your life. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825 when we come back in addition to taking your calls we'll be joined by damon owens of joyful ever after and he'll be sharing some insights from the theology of the body on overcoming faith struggles stick around for that and a whole lot more in just a minute
0: would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue the ave maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way Ave Maria Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hi I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org.
5: Underwritten
6: in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian Prayer Series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchek.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak and today our show is titled Shaken Faith as we talk about the struggles that we all have uh, with our relationship with God and with the church and how do we resolve those faith struggles doubts confusions and other issues that get in the way of our spiritual walk 877 573 7825 that's 877 573 7825 joining us right now Damon Owens he and his wife Melanie are the founders of Joyful Ever After dot that's a, a Theology of the Body-based marriage ministry. Hey, Damon,
5: welcome to More to Life. Hey, Dr. Greg and Lisa. Good talking with you guys.
1: And you wanted to share some insights from the Theology of the Body on how we can overcome those faith struggles that we all encounter.
5: Yeah, and I love the opening when you spoke about this uh, this separation that so many of us feel at times between our faith and our life, and then our discipleship being... being um, Almost a, another silo <laughs> in in our lives, and one of the things that the theology of the body and John Paul II was was getting at at a very fundamental level is what even what Saint Jose Maria Escrivá calls a unity of life, and that unity of life speaks about not just you know so these it's, it works against these idea of silos that I have a work life, I have a home life, I have a fun life, I have a friends life, I have online life, and and then our faith would be some of those things. It's sort of an, another thing. No. There's a unity in us. And faith is really about faithfulness. It's a state of being. And the faithfulness in our life is, is not about adding another silo. It is about how we orient the encounters that we have, how we prioritize uh, relation and relationships in order to reveal ourselves to ourselves, to reveal uh, others. And that's what encounter is. So a faithfulness is about allowing God to be that lens, to be that um, interpretive key for us to see ourselves and to see other people. And in that sense, it's not things that we do. It's not a feeling that we have, but it's a, it's a true relationship, a first relationship that helps to be the interpretation of all of our experiences.
1: Well, and as I'm listening to you, I guess what strikes me about that um, is you know if I have a problem in my relationship with Lisa or with mm-hmm. you um if i 'm struggling in 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 that relationship and that friendship, you know I, the healthy thing to do is to come to you and talk about it yes. right to, to go to Lisa and talk about it if i 'm upset with her or upset with you you know and 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 we have a tendency when we 're struggling with our faith to to say well. You know, I don't want to do that with God because He'll get mad at me, or mm. I'm not allowed to do that, or you know, that's not what a dutiful Christian does. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and at yeah. your point that this is a relationship really calls us back to the idea that it's important to bring those doubts and those struggles and those fears and those confusions to God and say, you know, Lord, I don't know what to do with this. Teach me how to respond to this. You know, you're talking about this kind of interpretive role. Uh, yes. is that our faith plays you know but but we can't figure that out on our own it's it's a matter of bringing that back to God and not being afraid that somehow our experience uh, or our words or our feelings aren't pure enough
5: to give to, to so, given was,
1: to
5: him oh it's so important and then so when we say relationship to your point the next question is well what is the relationship that I have with God and he's established that one as a father and that word alone just carries with it just a magnitude of emotion and memory mm-hmm. and and all because we have a, a natural experience of fatherhood. All of us do, good, bad, and ugly. So to speak of God as father, we have this tendency to not just ex- acknowledge the relationship, but it's hard to accept his terms of the relationship, that his fatherhood is unlike any fatherhood we have ever had. So that uniqueness of the nature of the relationship is that next question once we establish it he's not a boss he's not the 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 one we get we look good in front of we get our stuff together so that he'll like us so that he'll be nice to us he'll give us things that's a different kind of relationship right but the we say relationship as a fundamental we then have to ask that next question well what is that am i your brother am i your sister am i your friend am i your coworker am i your neighbor Uh, In this case, God is the relation is so fundamental that his fatherhood means that everything comes from him and that he ensures our good. That is his being. That's not what he does. So that's what we mean by putting that fundamental relationship first. His fatherhood is allowing ourselves to be sons and daughters, and that changes everything. Damon, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Always a pleasure to talk with you. And of course, if folks would like to learn more about your good work supporting marriages through the blessing of the theology of the body, they can go to JoyfulEverAfter.org. JoyfulEverAfter.org. Folks, we're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. Are you struggling in your faith? Or is someone you care about suffering with faith struggles? Let's talk it out and find some answers. Stick around.
2: Connection with Teresa Tomio. So when you see these different media outlets working directly in conjunction or conclusion with the government to suppress stories, what does that say to us about the reliability or lack thereof of the secondary media? And then this is combined with a report that came out, a survey that was done on media executives. They interviewed 75 media leaders around the country. And they're saying, we're done with objectivity. Well, that's not exactly a news flash, but the fact that they're claiming that objectivity is just no longer necessary and we are elitists, we know better, and this is what we're going to do, is frightening. And this is one of the reasons that we stress the importance of having outlets such as The Register and EW10 News Nightly and The World Over and Catholic News Agency and EW10 News In-Depth.
4: Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, Weekdays, 9
3: a.m. Eastern, on EWTN radio
6: Christ is the answer with father John Ricardo I tell oftentimes an
1: experience that I had at divine child when I was a young priest one year ordained first time I ever really saw the power of the blessed sacrament and we simply exposed the blessed sacrament at the end of mass one night I encouraged people I said you know what we've been in the habit of praying over people
7: after mass I said we're not going to do that this week I'm just going to invite people to come on up and pray if they want to pray. And I put the blessed sacrament on the altar. I kneel down. As I kneel down, the church is in the sanctuary, the
1: whole church. And as I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the
7: people there and I'm
1: looking at Jesus under the appearance of bread there, I saw the Lord standing on the altar. And he's just standing there looking out at all the people. And then at a certain point, he turned towards me and he just bowed. And he says, don't you see how easy this is? You don't have to do anything. You just have to put me out. You put me out and I will work. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Hey men, did you know that you're called to lead couple prayer in your marriage? You might have the most amazing individual prayer life, but how is it possible to have a godly marriage if you and your wife don't submit yourselves to God in prayer on a daily basis? If you go off and pray by yourself and then tell your wife what you heard, how is that not setting yourself up as some kind of anointed oracle in your home? Yes, it's a good first step, but it's only the first step. Bring your bride to pray with you, and ask God to teach you both how to love each other the way He wants you to love each other. Let her see you humbling yourself before God, and she'll give you her heart in ways you never dreamed possible. To learn more, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit CatholicCounselors.com.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Shaken Faith. As we talk about faith struggles, and we all have them, whether we care to admit it or not, uh, if you are going through a tough time in your relationship with God or the Church, or if someone you care about is and you're not sure how to support them, let us help. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. five seven three, seventy eight twenty five.
2: We're talking now with Jill, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Connecticut on Sirius XM one thirty.
1: Hi, Jill. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
7: Yeah. Hi. Um. I um. I have a new friend, and um, I've been taking walks with her. And um, this is just a quick thing about myself. I'm a daily communicant and um, very into my faith. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, been through a lot in my life, and um, anyway, I've had some great spiritual directors and that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So I meet this friend, and I start walking with her. I find out she's she's telling me that she's Catholic, and, and she said, and I said, oh, do, maybe we go to church together sometimes. She's like, I'd never do that. You know, I had a close friend of mine that was one of the people who was victims of the priest abuse, and when she read it you know they didn't believe it and all this others sh- and it, this poor woman suffered and um then they finally realized that this particular clergy member was indeed uh doing all the things that she had been reporting so my friend that i'm walking with now is very bitter um about the church and is you know and i so i've been asking god you know i am um, actually um my mother's boyfriend uh Way, way long time ago, uh, did the same thing to me, and I've been through counseling, and I had a great spiritual director, happened to be a priest, uh, helped me to get through that. And I'm asking God, what am I? How do I come alongside of this person, and you know, and maybe help her because I feel bad that she's not, she's missing out on the the one thing that could help her. So yeah, no, you're
1: right, you're right. Um, Well, thank you for for. For so many things. I mean, for, thank you for being willing to step into this this place and, and to be a blessing to your friend. Thank you for doing the hard, tremendously hard work of, of, of working to heal those wounds that were inflicted on you by your mother's boyfriend, uh, and for allowing God into that really hurting space to allow him to not just bring healing into your life, but put you in a place where you could use even those experiences to glorify God um, and to be a witness to others of the power of God's healing grace. I just want to thank you for your, your, your humility and your vulnerability and your trust in God's grace through all of this. So that's number one. Um, in terms of supporting your friend, you know uh, there, are, there are three or four thoughts that kind of come to mind here. The first one is resist the temptation to be a cheerleader. Um, you know, resist the temptation to kind of defend the church. Um, empathize with her. You know, it, it. What what her friend went through is horrible. Um, the past that pastor failed her, uh, the church leadership failed her, and we've all seen that.
2: There's a huge uh, and, amount of sin involved.
1: And there's there's nothing wrong with just admitting that that was horrible. That you're sorry that that her friend went through all of that. That you know she under that you understand why she's mad at the church because she has a right to be mad about all those things that happened. Um, and you know just let her vent and let her, and really just empathize with it okay that's number one number two be praying through all of that um, asking God to help you know how to respond to her to give you an open heart um, you know again resist the temptation to kind of come up with answers and solutions and defend things you know just 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 really ask God how you can be there for her in that pain um, number three i I'd I'd like you to um, ask her, or even invite her to pray about all that with you. You know, or even just start if you feel led. You know, you don't even have to ask permission. You know, to just to say, you know, Lord, I'm you know, out loud while you're walking with your friend. You know, Lord, she's told me all these things, and I don't know what to say. You know, the church failed her, that priest failed her, and you love her, and I I just give her pain to you, and I ask you to bless her and to help lead her to you and to be present to her in all the ways she needs you to be present to her and, and help me be the friend that she needs me to be through all of this. You know, and, and again, that's like a 15 second prayer, but you say it out loud you, know, you, you, you do it without even asking and then you just talk about and you, know, you just change the subject and go back to something else. She doesn't even know what hit her. All right? but, but the point is you're bringing God into that moment. You're consecrating that pain to God in that moment uh, and, and you're, you're opening up the possibility that you know, she could pray about this. And, and you can also invite her on her own to be praying about this, to say, you know, I don't have any answers for you. This is terrible. But I know that God does. And I know that God wants to hear your anger and your pain and your hurt. You know, you still identify as Catholic. Um, so that's, that says it means something to you. But I understand why you'd be resistant to going to church, but I still really wish you'd just bring that pain to God because I know he wants to heal that. And I'm going to be praying for you, too, and I'm here for you in whatever way I can be. Um. Next, pray about when or whether you can share your experience with her and how your Catholic faith has helped you experience and encounter healing because nothing is stronger than a personal witness um, about that. And, you know, you can say, you know, I understand why you'd want to keep God at arm's length or the church at arm's length through this, but here's why I didn't or here's how I got past that and here, was, here is the fruit that that bore in my life. And I just want to share that with you, that even though people in the church hurt your friend uh, the god and the church can bring much healing to you which leads me to my last point this one's very sensitive so be, be be very cautious about sharing this pray about it but here's the thing um if it wasn't for the church we wouldn't even know these things were wrong it's because of it's because of christ's teaching and the church's authority that 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 says you know these, the, this is how a person is meant to be treated. This is what is sinful. This is what is wrong. This is what is good behavior. The only reason we know as human beings that the things that happen to your friend's friend are bad, are evil, are wrong, is because the church reminds us of that. If you think I'm crazy, I mean, you just, just look at secular society and how it celebrates people who are in power taking advantage of people who are under them. Uh, and, and how the, the the world just rejoices in that kind of debauchery. Yeah,
2: they call it liberation and freedom and all these things that they tout as virtues, and instead, you know, the church lets us know, no, it's it's horrible and destructive. And, and, and
1: we know that what that pastor and what the church leadership did was wrong because of church teaching. That's right. It's because the they violated church right. teaching. Uh, and so, again, this is a very sensitive and difficult point, but... but as you pray about it, if the opportunity comes, you might want to remind, share with her that, look, you know, this is why you have a right to be outraged, because the church tells you, you your friend deserved more and that you deserved better from the church. Uh, and so just because certain people didn't live up to what the church teaches doesn't mean the whole church is wrong and that we should run from it and or, or, or deprive ourselves of the healing that God wants to give us through his church. So again, as I said, that's a very touchy point to get into. You want to lead with that. Um, but have that in the back of your mind and be praying about the opportunity to share that because the truth is, we don't know right from wrong. And without God, it is very difficult um, to to not uh, just give in to whatever we want to do and take advantage of whoever we want, whenever we want. Uh, and so, you know, the, the, the church reminds us of what is right and what is good and how we deserve to be treated. And that's why your friend knows that she has a right to be outraged by this.
2: Now, Jill, the only thing I want to add to this is that I'm thrilled that you've done the work that you've done and that you're in the place that you are in. It would be very easy to not realize that this could be very triggering for you and bring up old pain, bring up concerns, just just in some way affect you as you begin to walk this path with this friend. So I just want you to keep sort of, you know, a finger on your own emotional and spiritual pulse of all of this and if you begin to feel, you know, questions or or a sense of dis-ease about any of it, then absolutely get in touch with your therapist or a good therapist again so that... You know, if there's more healing to be done, you know you're doing it with God walking by your side. If there's that sense in you, it may be God saying, I want to heal more in you. Don't let that get overtaken because you're trying to help someone else.
1: Jill, thanks for the call. If there's more we can do to support you uh, or your friend, don't hesitate to reach out to us here again on More to Life. With that, uh, let's go to June, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hey, June, welcome to More to Life.
3: Um, I have a really quick question. Um, It's advice on what to say in this situation. Um, My son and future daughter-in-law are getting married, and they have found out that um, their cousin, who is their age, is um, into Wicca. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of on her Facebook a little bit. Okay. But they want to, they're not comfortable with her at the ceremony. And my son has asked me, he wants to call her and tell her, you can come to the reception, but you can't come to the ceremony.
2: Jim, can I ask Um, why? Why are they uncomfortable? uh, Because
3: apparently a priest said... Um, you know, if she goes up to communion, she can take the
2: host. So the simple solution to that is that they talk to their priest. They show the priest a picture of this young woman and say, if she comes up for communion, give her a blessing. Do not give her the host. Know that this is the situation. Therefore, You're opening up the door to her actually be present at a real sacrament and actually experience something that is the real presence of God's grace and sanctification rather than a religion that just celebrates all the stuff that God created and thinks that that's empowering to them.
1: Yeah, and, and you can also put a notice you know, if you have a program, you know, that the, about what the Eucharist is mm-hmm. and, and how important it is to Catholics, and it's a sign of our unity as Catholics to each other and to God. And if Um, you are
2: not part of that, if you are not living in a state of grace, then please do not come up for communion. And use
1: that time to pray for unity of of the body of Christ. But in
2: in the case that she may be so far into her belief system that she would somehow commit an act of, of sacrilege against our Lord, you just let the priest know exactly who this girl is, what her mindset may be, so that he knows if she actually comes up in that communion line, He just gives her a blessing, which we will all be praying for her, that she would actually know God's truth, and let her move along so that it's not, oh, we have to disinvite her and we have to cause family discord, because we might, if we do that, actually be cutting off a chance for her to actually witness the truth of God. And
1: pushing her into further rejecting Mm -hmm. God in the church. You know, um, so, you know, this way you're taking proper, prudent precautions um, to, you know, Protect the dignity of the Eucharist, um, and, but also giving her that opportunity to experience God's grace in ways that perhaps she hasn't experienced it before. To be able to see Christian love on the altar uh, and and how it's different from you know what she's used to. I, I think it's an opportunity to to touch her heart. And I, so I would I would obviously ask you to take the whole thing to prayer. But I gently want to encourage you, your son, and, and your future daughter-in-law to really look at this as an opportunity to evangelize her through their relationship, through the Church, and if they take appropriate precautions, as we've been discussing here, um, then then it should be fine. Um, So, that's, that's our suggestion, but obviously, whatever you all continue to pray about, whatever you feel the Lord leading you to, you're closest there, you know the, the details. We will defer to that, obviously.
2: And I really want to hit on that. I hope that you're praying about this as a family, that, that your son, his fiance, you, your spouse are praying together about this decision, saying, Lord, you know, this is the... the The feeling that we have about this, we want her also to be able to experience two sacraments in one place. I mean, the power of that, of of the sacrament of marriage and the sacrament of the Holy Mass and the Eucharist. What a lot of power to be in the the presence of. And so, Lord, guide us. Show us what to do. Is Is this the right way to go, or is our gut instinct... any fear that we might have asking us to do something else and really be listening to God's answer to you as a family so Mm. you can make this decision together.
1: Thanks for the call, June. I hope that we've given you something to, to really think and pray about and discuss with your family. With that, we have to go to break, but as we head out, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Proverbs
2: 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And we
1: read this verse and sometimes we think it's, you know, this sort of I don't know, um sentimental thing. You know, there's this kind of, you know, oh, God's just going to make everything fine if you just trust in him and that's you know, yes, there is that, but 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 there's more to this verse than that. You know, what what this verse really is doing is challenging us to say, you know, when you're when you are stumbling, when you are struggling, when you're facing problems Don't give in to the temptation to just lean on your own understanding. Bring it to God. Say, Lord, I don't know what to do with this. I'm hurting. I'm struggling. I'm afraid. I'm doubtful. I'm all the things. (laughs) And I need you to teach me how to respond to all of that. And that's how he makes straight our paths. It's not just that we wander down the road, blissfully tuned out to all the stuff, and then God just straightens out the road in front of us. It's it's a constant conversation with that God who, as Damon reminds us, wants to be in relationship with us and lead us and guide us step by step through it all so that his power can be made perfect in our weakness. Take that to heart. As we go to a break, uh, remember it's, it's still time to take your calls at 877- 573-7825. We're talking about faith struggles. Whether you or someone you care about is struggling in their faith in god or the church we want to help you get the answers you're looking for and find the next steps on your spiritual walk 877-573-7825 more to life we'll be back with more of your calls in just a
7: second this program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter
0: finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing That's why the Catholic health alternative, CMF Curo, is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families, along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness.
7: This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter.
6: Are you longing to hear God's voice? Lord, Teach Me to Pray, the free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com.
3: The wisdom of Mother Angelica. Isn't it awesome? that we today do not recognize his presence in the Eucharist. Is it because we really don't go to him in
7: humbleness
3: of heart and say, Lord, I don't believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I want to see you. I want to recognize you. I cannot live without you. Are we
0: saying that? EWTN,
6: live truth, live Catholic.
0: Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? Want more tips for living a more joyful,
2: abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there.
2: Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're talking about spiritual struggles and the times we wrestle with our relationship with God and our faith and the church, give us a call. 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Terry, who's listening to EWTN Radio right. in Maine. Thank
1: you. Hi, Terry, are you there?
2: Do we have Terry
1: online, too? Hello. Hello. Somebody's on the line. Yeah. Hey, Terry, you're yeah. on Word to Life. What can we do for you?
0: Well, my wife passed away in September. We've been married for 53 years and mm. i i just don't feel the presence of of my faith I, I i don't blame god or feel mean at god or anything i just don't i feel like dead inside and can't make contact with him.
1: oh terry i'm so sorry uh, and uh, you're experiencing a really profound grief, and, and of course you are. You've been married for 52 years. You've lost a, a part of yourself. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, I, I want you to know, first of all, that you have our, our our sympathy and our prayers as well as we'll be adding you to our more-to-life prayer list. Um, And this is a perfectly normal thing, to have to go through this. I mean, it doesn't God's help business. to hear
2: that it's normal, but it is truly normal.
1: But I here's here's terry here's how you can experience god even when you're in the depths of grief even when you can't feel his presence at all when we're suffering if we have any sense at all that it could be better that we could heal that there's more than the pain that we're in right now that's not coming from you that's coming from god because the natural human response to suffering and grief is just to dig a hole and lie down in it and to wish we would never come back up again. We just want to just give up and give in. That's the natural human response to pain and to grief. And I'm sure you're feeling a lot of that these days because you have lost a really important part of yourself. But if there's any part of you that says, I've got to get up anyway. If there's any part of you that says, there's something more and I should want that. If there's any part of you that says, I don't feel God's presence, but I, but I ought to be able to.
2: I know I've experienced it before and I ought to be able to do it again. If there's
1: any part of you that says that, 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 that I think there could be an end to the suffering in some good way, then that's God speaking to you and walking with you through this. Because again, that is not the natural human response to suffering. So if you feel any of those senses, if you have any of that awareness at all, that's God saying, Terry, I love you. I know the pain that you're in. I'm walking with you. I'm holding you in my arms, and we're going to get through this together. And I want you to lean on that. I want you to just thank God in in whatever way you can say, Lord, I'm in so much pain, I can't feel anything but grief and loss and despair. But the fact that I know that there's something more. The the fact that I somehow got out of bed this morning the, the fact that that somehow I, th- I think that you're still there even if I can't feel you I thank you for that and I love you please hold me close and guide me step by step through this I trust in you
2: and Terry you know you had you have this faith in God and you shared 52 years with your wonderful wife and now she's part of the communion of saints which means you can ask her intercession in all of this. Talk to her all day. She is alive in Christ. Talk to her as you would just the way she was when she was in your kitchen and she was, you know, walking around the house with you and doing things with you. But make part of that talking to her, you know, honey, this is awful. And and, and going through this is awful. And I'm not feeling close to God and i want to feel close to you and i want to feel close to god and i want to make sure that you know i experience eternity with with you in the communion of saints with god forever i need you to be praying for me i need you to help me see god in things i need you to be interceding for me and and showing up and asking god to to let me see him again in in daily ways because she's there working for your good, Terry, and she wants to spend eternity in the communion of saints with you.
1: Two last points, and we only got about a minute, but, but I just want to share these two last points with you. Number one, maintain your spiritual practices anyway. It's going to feel like you're eating sawdust, but that's yeah. okay. Just go through it anyway, because the more you're able to do that, the more you're staying tied to God and to your church and to the faith and to that grace that flows through those practices even if it feels empty right now. Do everything you can to maintain all those spiritual practices that you've done before. Finally, just leaving you with this last point, grief, um, you didn't ask this, but, but, but just in terms of dealing with grief, grief is not the process of letting go. It's the process of finding ways to stay connected to the person that we've lost. And so your job at this point is to be looking for ways that you can stay connected to your wife, who is very much, as Lisa said, alive in Christ. What are those things that she meant to you? What are those things that she brought into your life? Uh, What are those blessings that you got from being married to her for 52 years? How do you hold on to that now? How do you really find tangible ways to stay connected to her? Because grieving is really all about that. Finding ways to stay connected to the person that we lost, not ways of letting go. If there's more we can do to support you through this really challenging time, Terry, I really invite you to either call us back here on the show or don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com where we can help you resolve and work through this grief in graceful ways. And that goes for all you listeners as well. If you're struggling in any part of your life or your relationships, don't hesitate to reach out at catholiccounselors.com to learn how the Pastoral Solutions Institute can support you with our Catholic telecounseling practice Work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through the light of God's grace. Learn more at CatholicCounselors.com. Then get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you, because with His grace, there really is so much more to life. Have a blessed day.
7: You've been listening to More to
6: Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck.